Hi, this is WGNO Sports Director Ed Daniels. Welcome to our Friday Night Football podcast. You can listen to the show right here. Friday Night Football, always presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl as we continue Season 29. In September of 1992, a new football show was born, one that showcased the talented high school football players of Southeast Louisiana. 28 seasons later, Friday Night Football with Ed Daniels and J.D. Curtis had its first gold jacket player, Ed Reed, Peyton, Eli, Reggie, OBJ, Jarvis, and countless others followed. Who will be the next to make his name on Friday Night Football? Hi, and welcome to a state playoff edition of Friday Night Football, always presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl as we start to wind down season 29. JT Curtis on his way back from a tough loss in Shreveport. John Curtis, a one-point loser to Bird tonight. We'll have all of the highlights of that one. And to take us through the hour is my colleague, Jury Paris. Hello, ma'am. Hello, good evening. Good evening, nice to see you. And Richie Mills will be here as well. And we'll be joined by De La Salle head coach Ryan Minnelli. We'll hear from coaches throughout the area and highlights throughout the state here on Friday Night Football. Well, each week we present our Smooth Game of the Week, brought to you by our friends at Smoothie King. Look for us at games on Friday nights. We'll be tossing those Smoothie King t-shirts with a gift certificate for a free smoothie inside. Let's get started. We have a lot to cover tonight. Friday Night Football presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl. Division I semifinals, Brother Martin against Catholic of Baton Rouge. Jury? All right, let's start this one in the second quarter. It's a double pass play. Daniel Beal going to Matthew Reinholtz, and he throws a deep pass to Shelton Sampson. A 66-yard touchdown put Catholic ahead 21-3. All right, Crusaders respond. They do it all year with big plays, and it's Garrett Mammerhat to Austin Jackson, who is terrific after the catch. They're not going to get him. He's going to go 71 yards. Made it 21-10. Crusaders were on the comeback at Gormley. They weren't finished. They weren't finished. A little bit later, more from those Crusaders. Jalen Spears punches it in from nine yards out. A tough run there. Made it 21-17. Catholic. All right, then Mamahat again throws it in the corner there. Only in that corner over there. And Jackson came down with it. So 21 on Hanser for Brother Martin. They had a 24-21 lead. All righty, so let's pick this up. Just before the half, Beal's going to throw a 43-yard bomb to Shelton Sampson, and that put Catholic back on top, mating 28-24, and that was the score at the half. All right, we go to the third quarter, and again, it's Mamahat to Jackson, and it's a 71-yarder again. Brother Martin had a 31-28 lead, but they couldn't hold it. Catholic would have an answer coming up shortly as Beal Airs it out to Sampson. Makes the nice grab in the end zone to put the Crusaders back ahead 35 to 31. All right, eight minutes left in the game. Catholic had a 35-31 lead. They added another. Mamahat picked off, and this would go all the way back for a pick six. You can't do that against an excellent team, and Brother Martin's season will end tonight. It was a great season, an undefeated year. And then they were the number one seed in the Division I semifinals, but Catholic is hot, and they score a ton of points. 42 against Rumble last week, 49 tonight, 49-31. The four over the one we visited with both head coaches after the game.
all, like all year, they were resilient in the face of adversity. You know, we were resilient. That team right there is, is loaded with, with a whole bunch of talent. They really are. Uh, we knew we were going to have to come in and play a near-perfect game, and uh, we just we, 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 we didn't do that tonight. I thought our defense did a fantastic job in the second half. I mean, they got turnovers, they got big stops, and then our offense did a great job of staying ahead of the chains. That's what we talked about to them at halftime, staying good down in distances, keep the ball on the field, don't hurt ourselves with penalties. And um, the coaching staff, I, I thought our coaching staff did just a phenomenal job in, in leading these guys tonight. All right, Catholic, a hot football team. They'll play Bird in the championship. That's where we go next, Shreveport. It's John Curtis Christian School against Bird. And here's a field goal attempt just before the half. It's wide left, but Bird roughs the kicker. So Curtis, one unturned, one untimed down. They fumble, Bird recovers, so it's scoreless at the half. Missed opportunity. Let's go to the second half. And Bird would get on the board first. This is Lake Lambert on the QB keeper, keeping it for the score. That made it seven to nothing. All right, Curtis would get on the board. It would be a touchdown run coming up by Caleb Spann. They pitch it out to him and he gets the corner and he is in the end zone and the game is tied at seven. So Curtis mounted a little bit of a comeback. They take the lead right here. It's Spann again. There he goes. Camera finds him, defense doesn't. But they missed the point after touchdown. So instead of 14-7, here's the missed PAT wide left that would turn out to be a very big play in the game. Jury? Moving ahead, more from Bird. Now this is Jason Little from one yard out. He punches it in to tie this game up. PAT good here, but it is a 13-13 game. All right, so they get the point after, and here goes the kick, and it's good. So that makes it 14-13. With just under seven minutes to play. All right, Curtis made a stop late in the game. They had a chance in this game to get something going, but they were really backed up on their own four-yard line with under a minute to play. They tried to get it out of the end zone. They did work it a little bit down the field, but Bird would pick off the desperation pass and the Bird Yellow Jackets, the three seed over the seven. 14-13 in the Division I semifinals. Our Jefferson Parish School is brought to you by ITC for Promos. ITC for Promos, building better brands. Friday Night Football presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl. It's the 5A, not semis, but quarterfinals as Mandeville takes on Acadiana. And Acadiana is going to strike first. Jeremiah Brown here keeps it around the left side and takes it in from five yards out to put the Rams ahead. Seven to nothing. Rams would extend the lead. They run the football very well, and this guy is an awfully good player. His name is Amari Wiggins, and they get set, and then they get it to Wiggins. They're on their own 34, and he gets the pitch, and he gets a block right there on the corner that springs him. Cuts it back, and he's gone 66 yards for a touchdown, so the wrecking Rams of Acadiana at home lead Mandeville 14 to nothing. But they wouldn't be done there, Ed. More from Acadiana as Jeremiah Brown this time is going to keep it off the left side. A lot of good stuff out of the ground game tonight. A 13-yard touchdown run coming from Brown, which would make it 21 to nothing over Mandeville. All right, so Acadiana moves on. Their defense is outstanding. Their running game terrific as well. And they're the favorite in 5A, and they're the one seed. A great season for Mandeville. Ends tonight 
in Lafayette in the 5A quarterfinals. Our North Shore scores brought to you by Eddie Terrell, North Park Nissan, Hyundai, and Genesis. By Smart, by North Park. We'll have highlights of this one coming up. West Monroe 27, East St. John 8. And we'll have highlights of this one coming up as well. Destrahan 6, Rustin nothing. So next week, the pairing in the 5A semifinals. Some lucky individual in the WGNO Sports Office is going to Lafayette next week. Who's going to pull the lucky ticket? Destrahan at Acadiana. Friday Night Football presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl. It's the Car Cougars. The Eunice Bobcats. This was a lopsided game, and the Cougars make a great play on defense. Jury? Destrahan. Oh, this is Carr's destined refuge. Up. Yep. Picks up the fumble, and he's going to take it all the way in for the touchdown. Carr just absolutely dominating tonight. They win big fashion, 40-7 to the final. So the Carr Cougars are winner in the 4A quarterfinals. Carr over Eunice, 40-7. to And it'll be in a familiar foe in the 4A semifinals. Carr will be the home team next week. Friday Night Football presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl. It's the Warren Easton Eagles against the third seed Tioga. At Easton's home away from home, Haas Memphis Stadium. Pick this up early, Tioga overcomes a 17-yard loss on a fumble and strikes first. That two-yard run score from Demetric Payne Jr. PAT is good, made seven to nothing. Easton second possession, Jacar Winder. Dylan Duncantel forces the fumble. Orlando Pemberton recovers for the Indians. First down, Tioga. Early in the second quarter, Easton's following possession, the handoff to Jay Gordon. He's going to take it in untouched for the 15-yard score. PAT would be good to tie this game up, seven to seven. All right, second and 10, Eagles. It's Connolly to Leon Ellery on a slant. It's good for 24 yards. Easton down to the Indian seven-yard line. They're starting to cook. But a penalty would push the Eagles back to the 19. On fourth and goal, Connolly rolls right, and he completes the pass to Leon Ellery for the touchdown. What a play. PAT's good. Warren Easton ahead 14-7. to All right, after an Eagles timeout, first and 10 Indians at the Eagles 47. McGee to Ethan Chrisman. The whistle never blew, and Chrisman was never down. It's 53 yards for the touchdown. Now, let's take a look at the slow-mo replay. He's Good. on the back of the defender. He's not down. Absolutely. Just great understanding there of that young man. Play to the whistle. That's one of those classic plays where you have to remember, hey, I didn't go down. This play's still alive, and he made the most of it. All right, it's four minutes remaining in the half. Jay Gordon here off to the races. Strong, powerful run for a gain of 32. And then plays later. Gordon punches it in from the one. His second touchdown on the night as the Eagles reclaim the lead 21 to 14. Now three seconds remaining before halftime. Connolly drops back and heaves one deep. It is tipped and falls in the hands of Leon Eloy for the touchdown 40-yard score. Easton ahead in the half with a 28-14 lead. Despite trailing, Tioga seemed to have caught a second wind in the second half, though, but it was not enough to keep their championship hopes alive. The final of this one, Warren Easton, 62, Tioga, 27. All right, so we looked ahead to the matchups way back when. We figured Carr, Easton in the semifinals, and we are now here. It ought to be a great great matchup. We'll talk about that in a minute, but first, this year the King Firm presents the best of Friday Night Football. Injured Ring the King, 504-909-KING. Let's flash back to 2003. 
The 2003 Lutcher Bulldogs were unlikely state champions. They lost their first three games in four of the first five. But then the Dogs got on a roll, including a second-round playoff win over unbeaten Chalmette. Tight end Osmond Brown, the unlikely hero, with two touchdown grabs. Lutcher 28, Chalmette 23. The Bulldogs beat the two, three, and four seeds to win the state 3A championship. And that's the best of Friday Night Football presented by the King Firm. Injured, ring the king. All right, that was a, an outstanding Lutcher football team as it turned out. They were 0-3 and then 1-4, and, and they won the state championship. They were the 15th seed. They beat the 2-3-4 and four, and, of course, beat Notre Dame in the championship game 15-7, a memorable Lutcher team. Let's bring our friend Richie Mills in to talk about Carr and Easton. Rich, what's your take? Well, I mean, this will be the first time in, what, two years that these teams don't meet in the state championship game? I mean, these are two storied programs that I'm convinced is probably one of the better rivalries in the area. And the fact that we get to see them in the semifinals in Class 4A, that, that's going to be a, a hot ticket. But unfortunately, we don't know how many people are going to be able to turn out. But still, it's going to be a heck of a football game. What I do like is that both teams are identical on offense. Both have amazing passing attacks. Both can kill you with the deep ball, and they get it done on the, on the defensive end. I know they met week one, Carr won in lopsided fashion. What was it, Joey? 45 to 20, if you remember. It was pretty lopsided, but I think come playoff time, it just fuels a little bit extra energy in this matchup, and it's a rivalry. Playoff football, you'll love it. He loves it. And you know what? Him in that blue suit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we love that, don't we? <laughs> we love it. We love Richie Mills in the blue suit. We love him, period. All right, Rich, thanks for the insight. Each season, our presenting sponsor for the last 25 years, the All-State Sugar Bowl, presents our Coach of the Year. And so we will do that at the end of the 2020 season, which quickly approaches. Each week, catch all the scores on Ken Trahan's original prep football report, celebrating 26 years in partnership with Friday Night Football on 106.1 FM New Orleans, 103.7 FM Lafayette, 97.7 Rustin Monroe, 1320 AM, Vivian, 105.3 FM, Shreveport, 1560 AM, Slide L, 93.9 FM, Slide L. And on the way home, listen to Friday Night Football live at 11 PM on 106.1 FM, New Orleans, and WSLA AM and FM. Welcome back to Friday Night Football, presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl. Let's go to Division Two. It's the De La Salle Cavaliers and the E.D. White Cardinals. Jerry? All right, let's pick this up. In the opening possession of this game, the Cavaliers go 77 yards in nine plays, and then Cole Milford keeps it for a 39-yard score on fourth and four to put De La Salle up seven to nothing. Cavs defense would get the stop. The offense takes over on its own one snap sails past Milford. So E.D. White's on the board. They trail 7-2, but De La Salle is far from finished. Next possession, the Cavs strike on a 50-yard touchdown pass. Beautiful throw. Makai Paris there on the other end as the Cavs lead 14-2. All right, Montreal Johnson over 100 yards. I know that tonight because I was listening to Ken Trahan's call on 106.1. 
walks in from three yards out. It's 21-2 at that point. But the Cavs in business again as Byron Phillips takes it up the middle, breaks it outside, and spins through some tackles. But he is called out at the one following the 36-yard game. All right, Phillips is a very good back, a masher. And then it's Cole Milford sneaking it in from a yard out. Cavaliers up 28-2. Now E.D. White tries to get back into the game as the Cavaliers' defense steps up with an interception here by Deontay LaBranch. It would take the Cavs just five plays to extend the lead 35-2 as Milford is going to carry it in from 11 yards out. It's 35-2 at the half. All right, so the Cavaliers win big in Division Two. We knew they were big favorites tonight. Congratulations to E.D. White on a great year. But it ends 42-2, Dallas Allo winner over the Cardinals. Ryan Manali will join us in studio. He's here somewhere. We're going to get him mic'd up and get him on the set here in a minute. And, of course, it's De La Salle and St. Thomas More again. St. Thomas More over University Lab. They beat the Cubs. Do the Cougars 31-23. to 23. Friday Night Football presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl. Michael Lupin Field tonight. Newman in the semifinals in Division Three against a very talented Lafayette Christian team playing without Sage Ryan. And they're going to show that on the opening kickoff as Jordan now and here returns it for a big return all the way to the Newman 20 yard line that would set up a touchdown for Lafayette Christian. It would. It would be Lafayette Christian right here. They called the quarterback in the end zone before he fumbled and it actually looked like a good call. So that made it 7-0 at that point. And they're going to take a 14-0 lead here on a 17-yard pass from Ryan Roberts to Darian Riggs. Made it 14-7. All right, Greenies, their defense played outstanding tonight. And the offense chipped in here. It's Arch Manning to Pike Philibert. Nice pass, even better catch. 33 yards, cut it to 14-7. But this was a big play right after the kickoff, Jury. Juwan Johnson to Cayman Scott. Look at this. The defender fell down as a 67-yard touchdown hookup. Then on in the third quarter, Manning. He's going to pass it to Will Randall for 15 yards. That's going to put the Newman's, Newman Greenies inside the five. All right. So Newman trying to come back in this game as they matched Lafayette Christian blow for blow. But the pass to Randall again, he would lose the football and the Knights would recover inside the five. Tough break. Fourth quarter now, LCA punting inside the five. It's going to be blocked by Jack Robert and recovered inside the five. And then a few plays later, Arch Manning picked off by Devin Walton here. Under two minutes to play, Newman fourth and 25. Manning going back to pass, but is going to fall incomplete here. And Lafayette Christian defeats Newman in the Division III semifinals. Newman had a great year. They were the number one seed. Lafayette Christian, the five, two talented teams. And the Grainies fall in the Division II semifinals 21-7. Much more on that one coming up. And we'll hear from Ryan Manali as well as Friday Night Football presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl. Season 29 continues after this. Cheerleaders, stay tuned for more Friday Night Football on NOLA 38, WGNO. 
Welcome back to Friday Night Football presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl. He's in studio. Can't wait to talk to him. Ryan Manali of De La Salle will visit with our Richie Mills in a minute. But first, let's take a peek at Division Three. We promised you plenty of highlights of this one. We got them. The St. Charles Catholic Comets against Notre Dame. Two storied high school football programs in Laplace tonight. Jury? Pick this one up early. Parker Salahan's going to connect with Christian McNeese for a nice 40-yard pass and a nice first down. All right, then Lucas Simon would nail the 21-yard field goal right there. And it's 3-0 Notre Dame over St. Charles Catholic. But Comets hit the big play right here. Zach Vicnair connects with Kendall Harris. An 80-yard touchdown pass. Ed would put St. Charles ahead 7-3. Really nice play there. All right. We go to the second quarter. Notre Dame's quarterback, Parker Sehan. It's a 12-yard touchdown pass to Christian McNeese. So Notre Dame takes a 10-7 lead. But that wouldn't be all from St. Charles Catholic. Carter Chavin makes the 26-yard field goal to even this game back up 10-10. All right, and the Comets are always opportunistic on defense. Notre Dame trying to put together a drive. They would throw it out there. But Cameron Campbell with the interception. So the game is tied at 10 at the half. Let's go to the third quarter. Mandel Eugene, who's a terrific player and a two-lane commit with the block punt. That would lead to a 23-yard touchdown run by Vicknair. And Coach Manali knows all about this guy. He's one of the toughest runners, period, at the quarterback position in Louisiana. He's in, and it's 17-10 Comets at that point. More from Notre Dame as Parker Salahan Connects with Christian McNeese again for a 17-yard score this time. PAT is no good. It's a one-point game, 17-16. to 16. All right, that was a big play in the game. We'll show you why in a little bit. Now, it's Vicknair again, 13-yard touchdown run. He's impressive. Comets lead at 24-16, but Parker Sehan's going to throw a screen pass to Parker Link. And right here, that would gain good yardage for Notre Dame. And Sehan would then... After the big play, it's late in the game, and they're trying to go down and score and tie it. He would take it in for the six-yard run. But remember, earlier, they missed the extra point. Jury, they go for two. And the two-point conversion, Ed, would be no good. So St. Charles Catholic is going to take the victory formation in thrilling fashion. The final in this one, 24 to 22. All right, so the Comets are going back to the state championship game as they try to win their first state title since 2011. That was a great St. Charles Catholic team that beat a meet in the Superdome. We'll see if the Comets can get it done nine years later. A consistently excellent Louisiana high school football program. Well, they are a Friday night staple, the best player of the week. Our best player of the week brought to you by our friends at Best Chevrolet. Who was best last week in the playoffs? With more, here's Richie. In a 70-19 win over Estruma in the second round of the Class 5A playoffs, Edna Carr sophomore quarterback A.J. Samuels accounted for 309 total yards and six touchdowns. He says that playing in this offense with dynamic playmakers makes the game fun. 
it's, it's super fun, you know, just being able to compete with guys like, like this every day, especially our defense, you know, and then having a great talent around us like Aaron Anderson, Destin Pazon, you know, Donnie Brooks. Those guys, it's, it's fun. It's real fun. Through his first two playoff starts, Samuels has 12 total touchdowns. Head coach Bryce Brown says his quarterback's confidence continues to grow, and it shows in the way he executes the Cougars' game plan on the football field. In the month of November and December, he's, he's been pretty good. Um, you know, the weapons that he has, has have played well, too. Our drops are down. You know, we throw the ball a lot. So the drops are down, the productivity in the spread offense. We're spreading it out to six and seven guys a game. You know, we're, we're looking at the stat sheet at halftime, and 12 guys has touched the football. So it's pretty hard for a team to, uh, to, to game plan against. Edna Carr quarterback A.J. Samuels, this week's best Chevrolet, best player of the week. All right, A.J. Samuels, terrific. Carr and Warren Easton. Not for the faint of heart if you're a defensive coordinator on either side. It should be one heck of a game next Friday night. The winner goes to Natchitoches in the state championships. Let's talk about the 3A quarterfinals. Church Point, the Bears over St. James, the Wildcats fall 14-7, the four over the five in the 3A quarterfinals. So a great season for St. James, the defending state champions, but it ends in the quarterfinals over in the Lafayette area tonight. We promised you the one and only Ryan Manali, and guess what? The one and only Richie Mills with him as well. Gentlemen, take it away. Oh, you are ridiculous. You guys take a break. Y'all are doing a heck of a job over there. So, Coach Manali, uh, big win tonight over E.D. White, 42-2. Kind of tell me, you know, what do you, what do you tell your team going into this game knowing that, you know, E.D. White's accomplished some great things this season? Yeah, you know, first of all, we survived last week. Terrellins gave us all we could handle. Then we went into this and we had to stop double slot option, which we haven't seen since 2015-16 season in Parkview Baptist. Uh, and, and we talked about that all week, about the defense's you know, ability and the focus they had to do. And, you know, couldn't be more prouder of Coach Jack Lord, our defense coordinator, and, and the defense, his defensive staff, and then the players executing that game plan. Uh, that, and that's all we needed tonight. In your experience, you know, a 42-point outburst in the playoffs going into a, a big matchup with a team like St. Thomas Moore, what kind of a confidence booster is that for your team? No, I think we feel good right now. You know, we knew that, you know, when you look at the St. Thomas Moore, the statement they made last week, you high statement they made last week, and we survived. And then I thought tonight uh, we were clicking in a lot of ways with a lot of things to clean up. And uh, just so happy for Dillisell High School, for the administration to – uh, facilities, operations, and uh, every coach I have in the program, but especially them student athletes I have, uh, another state championship appearance. Rich, I have a question. Okay. I, coach, how much better are you equipped to handle what St. Thomas Moore is going to give you than you were a year ago? Well, uh, it's a tough question right there. What I'm going to tell you is um, what we know is we're not going to St. Thomas Moore to play. Uh, we know that they have some phenomenal players, and what I found out last year is how well coached they are. Um, you know, I do think we have 16 seniors uh, that, that, that have some grit with them. You know, last Friday night when we had Terlings, Terlings had us. And, uh, you know, and them guys in the fourth quarter really believed, and they showed me a lot. Um, you know, and I think them 16 seniors and, and, and that locker room uh, has something to prove. And uh, do I know if we're going to be good enough? I don't know, but I know we're going to prepare hard and, and be ready to execute game plans. You know what? And it, I, I thought it was just a really unfair advantage. You don't have to say this if you don't want to, but to have to play a game on their home field, I, I just thought that was 
It, uh, it, that, it, that, was, that, was, that was not in the spirit of what state championship football in this state ought to be about. That's just my feeling. Right. No, I mean, and listen, I don't disagree, and I'm going to tell you the way the, the sound system was out there. If fireworks, I, I don't think they have enough for this year <laughs> from last year. And, uh, you know, so I remember, you know, it's a memory. And, and look, I, I know that bus uh, of seniors that I have, uh, they feel that we'll go play anywhere right now. You know, that dome experience is such a great experience. And, um, you know, the disappointment is these guys won't experience that, experience that for the second year in a row. But, you know, I know the, know the, know the character of my young men, and, and they're just happy to go anywhere and play this game. So uh, we're excited. Well, Coach, it'll happen either on the 27th, 28th, 29th, or 30th of December. And good luck. And, uh, Richie, thank you as well. And, Coach, uh, outstanding job as always. You're in the state finals again. Terrific effort. Thank you, Ed. Thank you for everything y'all do, and it's great to be here. Coach, it's good to, good to be here. And, you know, I must, might just tell JT, Coach, I'm sorry. You know, we just have to move on. You know. And I'll, I'll let you text him, though, okay? Right, right. <laughs> I think he does a good enough job. I'm fine where I'm at. <laughs> All right, Coach. Great Thank job you. tonight. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, we'll hear from Rich a little bit later on. All right, what constitutes excessive contact? Here's Skip Chatelaine from the Greater New Orleans Officials Association. Excessive contact against defensive players is illegal, and these players include a runner already in the grasp of a tackler and whose forward progress has been stopped, and a player on the ground, including a runner who has given himself up and is sliding feet first. Stay tuned for more Friday Night Football on NOLA 38 and WGNO. He's one of the best in the business, St. Charles Catholic head coach Frank Monica. Coach visited with us after a big win over Notre Dame. Credit to them. We knew it was going to be tough. They, they always had a great defense. Uh, Coach Cook, you know, he's one of the best coaches in the nation, not just uh, Louisiana. And, you know, we go back a long ways. And, and, and I mean, um, if I was going to get beat, I, I wouldn't mind getting beat by him, of, of all people. But, you know, how are we there? Uh, why are we there? I don't know, but we are. And we're still standing. And, I mean, our kids, you know, they'll slug it out, um, you know. Uh, when they came here, uh, we don't have to, as you can tell, we got like th we got three guys in the secondary that five seven. You know what I mean? But they battle you, they battle you, and that's what we built our program on is is mental toughness. And uh, you know, we kept saying all week that we had to get the ball game into the into the the fourth quarter, some kind of way, find a way to get it into the fourth quarter, and and just be resilient. And you know, we knock down the ball at the end and on the on the two point thing, and and you know, the, it, we were just fortunate. All right. I love the old uh, Frank Monica isms. All right, they're so fast. Even their cheerleaders run 4-4. We didn't block him, so he didn't have to take a post-game shower. And my favorite is uh, where everyone's homecoming game. We should build our own float. And Coach told me this week he didn't know how they were going to win, but you know what? They won. And here's my analysis of St. Charles Catholic and Lafayette Christian. Okay, the one thing that Newman had a hard time doing tonight was running the football because Lafayette Christian's front is good. I think St. Charles Catholic is going to be able to run the ball on them. Now, they'll face the stack box, and they'll force them to throw the football. Lafayette Christian's very good, but I think that is going to be a slugfest in Division Three. And those were four excellent teams at the end of Division Three: Newman, Lafayette Christian, St. Charles Catholic, and Notre Dame. That was some terrific football. More highlights and scores coming up. Friday Night Football presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl. Let's check out its 
the Destrahan Wildcats at Ruston. Jai Eugene, Jory, in trouble early. Or how about this? This is West Monroe and East St. John, pardon me. All right, the Rebels are going to set up the first score on a great run after the catch here. West Monroe, then after this play, he's still going, showing off those wheels, staying away from defenders. He's finally taken down. They would run in the first score. 6 nothing lead right here for West Monroe. This is a team that, for all of those years, they dominated Class 5A. And they take the lead in their fancy stadium with their fancy scoreboard. Back-to-back -back nice runs for the Wildcats here. Brandon Brown has done a great job. That's Cortez Fisher with the run. Now, Cortez Fisher again to the outside. East St. John needed more big plays like that, but this is one they could have had and didn't get. This is an overthrown potential touchdown here by Kylan Harris as it sails out the back of the end zone here. We get the final score from that one. West Monroe advances with a 27-8 victory over East St. John. All right, we have Destrahan Rustin coming up, promise, and much more. Friday Night Football presented by the All-Star Sugar Bowl continues after this. Welcome back to Friday Night Football presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl. We promised you the Destrahan Wildcats against the Ruston Bearcats. And this was a defensive struggle, two hard-heading football teams. Yeah, Joy? to say the least, Ed. We see it here. Jai Eugene gets taken down here. Down he goes. Nice stop there by Ruston. You know what, though? Let me tell you what. This is a... This is a Destrian football team that can match up physically. This is a big run by Shane Lee right here. As he lowers the shoulder, big run for Destrahan in this game. You know what though? For them to shut out Rustin tonight is really a tribute to how physically uh, tough those guys are because this is a Rustin football team that has run the football and scored on people. And they were unable to do that tonight. Now, Destrahan had a field goal attempt that was blocked here, but they still wanted six nothing. And you gotta credit those guys. That was a terrific win. Now, can they do it again next week at Acadiana? That will be even tougher. But look what they were able to do defensively tonight as they forced the fumble. It goes out of bounds, but you get the, the gist. Destrahan really good on defense and they won a slugfest tonight, 6-0. Rich, what do you think about Destrahan at Acadiana next week? I'm telling you, the, the repeat state championship matchups, sure? it's must-see television see. because last year, Acadiana only beat Destrahan in the, in the Class 5A state championship, 8-3. to three. And they returned double-digit starters in 2020. Last year's team only gave up 14 points a game. They averaged 42 points a game, and they returned all their top offensive weapons. However, Destrahan, yeah, they lost some offensive firepower from last year's team. I think it'll be a slugfest. I mean, you have two defensive-minded football teams. Unfortunately, I think Acadiana just, they, they have too much. They were perfect last season, and they're perfect this season. And I think they've just shown that they can not only play but beat the top teams in this state. Destrahan's going to be in for a fight. I, you know, we're, we're all rooting for him here, but I expect a low-scoring affair in favor of Acadiana. All right, this is something they have done before in the semifinals. All right, Rich, tell us about 
Lafayette Christian and Newman oh, okay, tonight. Okay. I, I tell you what, uh, Acadiana High School football this year, they must be raving over there because the fact that Lafayette Christian was a five seed in this, in this division is, is bizarre to me because they're probably the best five seed to ever come through Division Three. They've won three straight state titles, two in Division Four, 2018, 2017, and last year in Division Three. Now, during that span, they're 39-2. and two. This season, they've dropped one game to Acadiana. Now, without Sage Ryan tonight, their defense was able to lock down Newman's passing attack and force red zone turnovers, turnovers every time Newman had the ball. Not a touchdown was scored on both sides in the second half. Arch Manning, seven completions for only 50 yards and an interception in the second half. And the game entirely only had 100 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Head coach Nelson Stewart says that Lafayette Christian's defense was the difference, and they locked them up all four quarters. They locked us down. We knew it. Uh, you know, they were able, really, they emptied out the box. They locked down our wide receivers. Um, you know, we, we really ran every rub, every work. We, we really emptied the play sheet on everything we had in the box to try and free our guys up. Um, we were able to, I thought they got a little tired. We were able to, you know, run the football, working it down the field. Um, you know, we didn't, we didn't get off press well, but I thought our slots did some good things, actually, uh, when you work at it. That's what we prepared for. We knew that was what they were going to do. But that's a really good football program. They, you know, they haven't given up points all year. We knew it was going to be hard. Um, we worked tirelessly on it. Um, you know, we, we thought we had the right game plan dialed up for tonight. Um, and we'll get better. This is a young football team we have here. We're losing some great players. But, yeah, I just think, again, we're able to run it, but it just didn't come together in the red zone. And, um, you know, we, we, we had what we wanted. We just, we just couldn't finish it. And Ed, you mentioned a little bit earlier in the show that they had no success running the football in the first half. They stuck to running the ball the second half. Actually found success. It's just the red zone turnovers that really did them in this ball game. And you hate to see it because they were such a successful team this year and they were on a roll all season long. Yeah, I think Coach Stewart uh, pointed to, which is absolutely right, they're a young football team. Our Offensive Line of the Week, sponsored by Allstate agent Glenn Liuza of Gretna. Call Glenn at 361 0066 and he will protect you from mayhem and our offensive line of the week goes to the De La Salle Cavaliers big winners in division two in the semifinals tonight a very physical football team love the way Ryan Manali does it with that club they go downhill and they come right at you their quarterback can run it they have two talented backs they throw it when they need to but you got to love the old-fashioned smash-mouth football, even out of the spread formations. It's nothing better than good old smash-mouth football, like you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And that'll be, we think, a very, very interesting Division II final against St. Thomas More, De La Salle, and St. Thomas More again. Back with more after this. Back to more Friday Night Football presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl. Time now for more of Richie Mills. Rich? Well, Ed, he's a Cardinal, he's a kicker, and he's this week's Friday Night Football Scholar-Athlete. Bell Chase kicker Tyler Fury carries a 3.5 grade point average and scored a 25 on the ACT. Head football coach Steven Meyer says that Tyler's ability to come through both in the classroom and in pressure situations on the football field make him the perfect Scholar-Athlete candidate. When we nominated him back in September, uh, we nominated him because of you know, his academics. He's a, he's a model student. Um, you know, he does, does all his classwork, uh, no, no problems at school. And for the football team, you know, he does exactly, you know, what we ask him to do. You know, he field goals, extra points. Uh, so he does a good job for us. Tyler plays both football and soccer at Bell Chase. 
He also plays club soccer with the Louisiana Fire and spends his spare time helping with the youth soccer program at the local YMCA. Tyler says that while he loves playing soccer, he's mentally built to be a football player. I love the competition of soccer, but being a kicker, all the pressure's on you, and so I gotta go with kicking because I like the pressure. Tyler Fury of Bell Chase, this week's Friday Night Football Scholar Athlete. Ed, Tori, take it away. Hi, Rich. That was a, that was a great capper to an excellent uh, piece there. Back with more. Richie, you're on it tonight, man. You are crushing it. Back with more Friday Night Football after this. Welcome back to Friday Night Football, always presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl. Ed Daniels, Jerry Parrish, and Richie Mills with you. And JT Curtis will join us on the phone in a minute. And Coach will be with us as well as we do the Facebook Live portion of the show right after Friday Night Football. But first, time now for our Catch of the Week. It's brought to you by our friend Mark Gervais of Loan Depot. This is a great time to buy a home or to refinance with record low rates. And Mark is here to help you do exactly that. Email Mark mgervais at LoanDepot.com. And let's go to our Catch of the Week tonight. Jory, this is a great throw by Cole Milford. Even better catch Ooh. by Makai Paris. Right in the bread basket there. A 50-yard touchdown pass. And that's what makes them so tough. You load up on the run, and then they sneak a receiver by you, and their receivers are quite good. And that's a touchdown there for De La Salle. Archbishop Hannon High School presents our Ball Hawk of the Week. Archbishop Hannon High School, forming faith, inspiring excellence, and building character your Catholic co-ed choice on the North Shore. And of course, the one thing the Cavaliers can do as well is play the outstanding defense. And so can the Comets of St. Charles Catholic, Cameron Campbell with the pick. And that was a big play because it was right before the half, kept the game at 10-10. St. Charles Catholic wins it. They hold off Notre Dame. The Comets will go to Turpin Stadium in Natchitoches to compete for the Division III championship against Lafayette Christian. Let's move on. More scores and highlights coming up. Friday Night Football presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl. It's the number one seed, the Manny Tigers, at home against the A-Meet Warriors in A-Meet tonight. The Tigers are going to blitz here, but A-Meet connects for a 73-yard touchdown pass on the very first play of this game to take a 7-0 lead. It's doing the gritty there in the end zone, Ed. All right. Manny, the number one seed. They come down from North Louisiana, and they get set, and then Terrence Williams would score on a 16-yard run as he gets the edge. The big fella can motor. It's a two-point conversion. Good, and it's 8-7 Manny at that point. All right, a little bit later, Manny's going to extend that lead as the quarterback keeps it here for the sneak and the touchdown for the score here as they're getting set for it. Quarterback's going to keep it here for the sneak. PA2 would be no good, and Manny would take a 14-7 lead at this point. All right, Landon Williams would then take it 27 yards for Manny, and this was a big play, and that would give them the lead coming up right here. It's Landon Williams to give Manny a 21-7 lead. Manny wins 34-30 over Amit. That was the final tonight. Excellent season by Amit, but it comes to an end against the number one seed. All right, he's on the way back from Shreveport. 
Our friend JT Curtis, our Friday Night Football co-host, joins us right now. Coach, tough loss tonight, 14-13 to Bird. It was, and it was a difficult loss. The weather was uh, was nasty, and, and it uh, rained all the way through the first half, and then uh, the balls were wet, and it was just a, it was a difficult environment to play in. But, you know, we just we missed an extra point, and the bottom line is you can't do that. And, uh, truthfully, we didn't play as well offensively as we needed to. We, we turned the ball over, uh, I think, three times, one time inside the one-yard line. So, uh, you know, we, we, we need to do a better job of taking care of the football, and I have to give credit to, uh, to a bird team that's uh, got a good football team. It's a team he's built for for several years, and uh, I think they'll be competitive in the state championship. All right, Coach, we got about 30 seconds with you, and then hang on. We're going to get to, to the Facebook Live portion of our program after. Real quick, 20-second synopsis, Catholic and Bird, what do you think? I think Catholic will have a difficult time uh, stopping their offense, to be honest with you. Uh, they do a very good job with what they do. They are an option team that can pound it inside and then put it on the corner. Coach, we appreciate you. Uh, stand by. We'll get right back to you as we go to the Facebook Live portion of our program coming up next on WGNO Sports. JT Curtis on the way back. Thank you, ma'am. Enjoyed Happy having you good. tonight. Great job. And great job, Richie, as well. And thank you for being with us for Friday Night Football, always presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl. We'll see you next Friday for a state semifinal edition.